Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Infinite Cup Podcast. I am your host, Robert Breton. Now, today I have Drita, the blissful athlete. This is his third appearance on the show. Very excited to present to you this podcast about psychedelics, meditation, spirituality, and the real yoga. Uh, he is such an inspiring yogi himself. This is an epic show. I really wanted to just demystify a lot of the questions that I get on social media every single day about psychedelics, you know, mushrooms, LSD, and do you need to actually do any sort of plant medicine or psychedelic to have a quote unquote spiritual awakening? You know, that's what this is all about. Uh, coming from a real um, ordained yogi and someone like myself who has done psychedelics as well, we kind of go back and forth based on our experiences and going, you know, really down the rabbit hole of all things plant medicine and how to really get natural kundalini activation and energy on the real yoga path. Shout out to Now Alchemy. You know, if you are interested in activating your third eye and you want to get your nutrition to the next level, check out the Ormus from Now Alchemy. Uh, Archer is doing an amazing job. He's an alchemist, just a fellow heart-centered human being that is doing an incredible job with these elixirs. Use the Infinite Cup discount code. You get 11% off on this one, so save some money. It's totally worth every single penny, and you help support the show. You keep everything that you're doing right here on the Infinite Cup. You're keeping everything alive. I appreciate and I love each and every one of you. And without any further ado, here is Drita and I, the Blissful Athlete. I wanted to have you on because I feel like people uh, need, I feel like especially, I don't know if it's just the younger generation or what, but I feel like there's this general assumption that you need to do psychedelics to be spiritually awake, right? And I think you get a lot of that on your stuff. I've been noticing that more and more on my stuff. Um, I play into it a little bit just to be funny and kind of entertaining about it. And I just, you know, wanted to really break it down and kind of do a like psychedelics versus meditation sort of thing with you, because I think that's really what um, people need to kind of kind of hear right now. You know, how do you feel about that? No, that that's I, I completely agree, man. That uh, that's a big misconception. And um I know some people are proponents of it out there and whatnot. And my personal stance is that I, I don't support it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd be certainly open to having that discussion and just talking about it and wherever you want that conversation to flow. Yeah, exactly. So let's just, yeah, let's just dive into it. Um, because I think that's, um, like I said, that's where I'm getting a lot of attention and a lot of um, need. So I guess we can just start with your, just download, you know, your, uh, words on that and then i'll jump in on my words and we can just combine forces and go from there um, because i think we both have that general uh you know message and and general just passion as far as i wanted to share the real truth of yoga and i think psychedelics get in the way of that a lot um so that's kind of where we can just start from there and people just getting more information about how to continue on their spiritual path right without that need for psychedelics yeah yeah good point good point yeah let's let's do it for sure um 
Yeah, that's a good question. I would just have to say maybe through that that hippie culture movement that happened with the LSD. And um, obviously, a lot of people had a lot of in-depth spiritual experiences that were were very real probably i can't say you know i'm on the side of i've never taken lsd i've never taken any psychedelics Um, but it sounds like people are having very serious uh not just visualizations but experiences you know seeing shiva and not being at all hindu or connected to sanatana dharma in any way but you're seeing this this hindu god that is the creator of the universe or all these other gods and goddesses um along with all these other different types of experiences, it shows that it's tangible. There's something real there that they are experiencing. Um, so it's, it, for me, I, I would say maybe it started in that movement and because it originated there and because, you know, now that you and I have dreads or, you know, anybody talks about spirituality, it's like this, this in, an instant connection between the two. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's a really big misconception that it's needed to have those, those psychedelic uh, psychedelics to have that experience. I agree with you. I think it is the 70s. That's the most recent, uh, you know, big counterculture movement that people are are aware of and are a part of. And, you know, I definitely have that rebel side in me. I know you do, too. Just, you know, going from the hockey player to who you are today. Right. And those of you that are listening, I think you've been on the show. This is your third time. And if you want the full, you know, introduction about your life and everything, that's on episode one for people that are tuning in right now. We're just going to stick to this conversation. But if you want to hear more about Drita's life and the amazing thing that he does when it comes to blissful athlete and his channel check out episode one on the podcast here it's also on the youtube channel um so i just want to add to that because yes i agree it's the 70s you know the culture the movement people being a part of the rebels and that's what i think we're experiencing now in this you know second wave or third wave of that you know and people you're right it's just the hippie thing whatever that people correlate with hair and whatnot um but i want to know what you know, if they're seeing, if those images are real and if there's some perception of it, for me, it's like, it's how do you bring clarity into that or create more of a, you know, change in your life, right? Because the thing that I, I just want to bring up, I see a lot of that as well in these experiences and there's no denying them. Um, I've had them myself. I'm just saying the problem is that people aren't having anything tangible, right, into their life and creating positive change, you know, for it. That's that's what I see. Yeah, it's... I like to actually correlate it with like taking steroids and just being an athlete. Uh, I almost connect everything to athletics, but anybody can get jacked or, or be an extremely talented athlete. If you get on a few cycles and you know, you'll experience all of the benefits you'll have all of the, you know, all the great accolades could possibly come along with that too. But after you get off those cycles and, 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 you know, you start to experience the downfall of it, you start (laughs) to break down, your body starts to disintegrate in a lot of different ways. Um, The same exact thing happens when you're taking psychedelics, you're frying your system. And it's, it's this dependency on thinking that I need something outside of me to to have this state of consciousness or to have this experience and that's the exact opposite of what we're actually trying to achieve is when we're going in you can just go in on your own Mm -hmm. take your time just like you know if you're willing to commit to actually developing a strong healthy body commit you know three to five years don't don't try and jump the gun and and try and make it happen in a couple months Um, i think this tendency of just the modern day culture of wanting things fast and right away certainly comes into play and and that's unfortunate but 
Um, it, it really, I, I'm so glad that you actually wanted to talk about this because the culture today needs to hear this now more than ever. It's one of those yeah. things where it's like, be patient. You can have these powerful experiences on your own. Yeah. Just, you know, do it, do it in the right way. <laughs> I agree wholeheartedly. Yes, you you definitely said it perfectly. And the the culture is that key word here because we're taking these, you know, psychedelics and these plant medicines from other cultures, right? And bringing them here and then trying to make sense out of it. Or, or I love the analogy with steroids too, because that's what our Western culture is all about, right? Let's, let's jack it up. Let's consume. Let's go, go, go. Push, push, push. Hustle, hustle, right? That's that's uh, um, not going to work on the spiritual path. <laughs> uh, and if it does, it's uh, going to slingshot right back at you. You know what I mean? It's uh, That's what I've seen a lot. And I agree with you with the nerves. I've actually had one friend who um, you know, I've lost forever who had that experience. And we were on a trip together and he just, just went down that path too hard. And change as a person in a negative way because traumas came to the surface that he wasn't ready to deal with you know and it's as simple as that and based off that experience after that he went further into building more walls and getting away from society rather than expanding and opening up and integrating that experience so um, and I, I don't want anybody to you know get fear-based anything I'm just saying people don't understand the pendulum right it's on both sides like that steroid effect can be great and you're jacked up on your muscles or it can cause really you know powerful damage on the other end that you're just simply not aware of going in yeah and I would even say that look yeah psychedelics even marijuana like any external substance that's on the planet earth is there for a reason it does have its place the way i view it certainly not necessarily a, a synthetic version like lsd but yeah. ayahuasca which supposedly gives something very similar again i'm not speaking from experience but yeah. um something that offers a similar shock to your awakening consciously um I look at it as that. I look at it like if you're about to die, you get out the defibrillators and you shock somebody back to life. <laughs> yeah. For those individuals that are at that level of consciousness where they are, there's just no way out and they're never going to look in spiritually and, and yeah. there's just the situation is unique and right for them, yeah. they may need those defibrillators through a proper you know, spiritual process. And again... Yeah. I, I, I would still say that there's still other routes that are better and that you should be taking, you know, walking down those paths first and having those experiences naturally. Because from my experience, uh, I went through a lot of healing, massive healing, just because I was in the presence of an enlightened master yeah. to, to go from, you know, living in the matrix lifestyle and then just jumping to LSD or ayahuasca without having that pro proper context, like you were talking about, yeah. it is, it can be dangerous. And, um, I think it's really important that people understand. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, just so you know, I don't think we've talked about it and just in general where I stand, I've, I'm on, um, the same fence as you coming from having those experiences. Right. And I've, um, don't want to go into all the stories and I could easily turn my whole channel into some psychedelic channel. And I've done that. I've haven't done that on purpose because I want to steer people towards meditation again, because I've had 
way more profound experiences, way more, you know, what we would call enlightenment experiences, sober on meditation than I have on any psychedelic. And I've done a lot. <laughs> so um, I can stand comfortably and say that. And I can also add that without the knowledge of yoga, um, the experiences would have been minimal, meaning, you know, just understanding the chakra system, understanding how energy works, understanding just how we are as humans through the yoga system gave me way more clarity and confidence in my life than this one, uh, you know, defibrillator kind of <laughs> moment. Right. And uh, again, I, I blame the Western culture. I fell for it. You know, it's like it's so attractive and you want to get this big experience and this download instantly and talk to celestial beings, aliens, whatever. But, you know, people can go off onto it or get into gods and goddesses and all that stuff is wonderful. And the problem is, though, it's just taking away from your your karma, your work, you know, the, the actual life that we have to live. So that's what I found. That's the message I got every single time I went into these alternate spaces. It was like, yo, you got to come back to Earth and just do you do you. <laughs> and now, you know, I'm a father. The last download I got when I went into those realms, that was it. It was like, you need to be a father. You need to do this. Here's your path and you need to take action on it. And here I am. So um, that's the general message that I have for people, because. Yes, it will get you there. In our in our lingo, it's you know dharma, and I would just want to give one people um, an experience. Right, it's temporary. That's really what it comes down to. If I were to sum it all up in this whole podcast right now, it's like yes, yeah, psychedelics are real, but it's temporary. Right? Do you want that temporary experience, or do you want something you know sustainable and something that's really going to ha- you know bring happiness and fulfillment to your life? That's a really good point because it's like. You know, you can have a bucket, but if there's a hole in it, all the water, all that juice that gets dumped in the bucket, it's not going to go anywhere. And when it comes to having a, a powerful conscious experience, uh, an enlightening experience, the Sahasrata chakra, that, that crown center chakra, imagine it like a, like a divine cloud that rains down bliss. The whole process of yoga is for us to develop this nervous system, to purify our body through the nadis, to hold this energy, to hold that enlightening experience, to keep strong buckets without holes in them. And so no matter whether it's you know, consuming a vegetarian diet, um, meditating cons- on a consistent basis, practicing yoga, bending your body, moving with this conscious uh, intent that you are the divine. All of these, uh, and even more, more importantly, developing powerful cognitions. All of these things are to help you hold that state of consciousness. You can do none of those things and then just take a couple, I don't know, uh, mushrooms or whatever. I, I don't even know how you take it. So, uh, <laughs> um, but you do that and, and then uh, it just, it, it goes nowhere. You can't, you yep. can't retain that. So that's a really good point yep. that you brought up. Yeah. And, I, and I've experienced just that. And I've seen it, like I said, on both sides where, you know, you get into these heavier doses into like four to five grams of mushrooms and that my friend just completely lost it and wasn't able to integrate that. And then at the same time, if you, even if you did, let's say at the best case scenario, here's this perfect, you know, medicine or pill or whatever. And you had that experience. I would say the majority of people are, are not able to retain that information at all. And then let alone talk about it to somebody else to help their life. See what I mean? And I think that's, the whole purpose of these tools is to you know tap into this consciousness bring it back to earth and be like okay let's all grow and learn and continue to evolve together from this 
Yeah, and I think that's another good point is is having that uh, that right uh, spiritual community or sangha in Sanskrit it's called where you yeah. you're supported by individuals that understand the path that you're going on, the desires you have, the intentions that you have, and are supporting that. So like like your shirt, positive vibes. You know, you want to be around positive people supporting you. It's the same thing yeah. on the spiritual path to have that that safety net almost, and, yep. and to be willing to to drop. You know the ego and drop the uh, the desires that you might not understand are harming you but just in in you're in that space you have that that harmonious uh, environment that group of individuals that can support you that's really important as well so important you know it's talked about um from terence mckenna another you know tim leary another psychedelic people they talk about it with set and setting and it's the similar thing and you have to understand the the setting that you're in and it's similar to meditation with the people that you're with you're exchanging energy and i don't think people are aware of that at all especially for me in the beginning when it was more of like a party phase and everything and it's all beautiful and innocent until you exchange some karma or energy that you're <laughs> uh, is unwanted that you then have to hold on to and now have to do all all this work and process to eliminate it from your being because it's attached to you, right? And I, I think people don't understand the amount of karma, amount of work that they have to deal with on their own, let alone exchanging energy with somebody at a simple party or whatever. They're not having that conscious awareness about it. Whereas, you know, like we talked about with meditation, it's like you go into that willingly and you have that clarity and that cognizance to bring something back and share it and all the walls are up, everyone's defensive, everyone's protected. There's no really risk in that you know yeah yeah that's a good point it's it's certainly it's nice that uh i'm glad that you're, you're bringing this whole conversation up that while you're talking the flash of of just you being on tiktok you're, you're such a positive and fun uh creator on that platform and deliver such a, a nice message that people can kind of digest and, and enjoy at the same time um it is really important for people to to stand up and be sharing that type of content. So yeah. I just, I, I know I'm, I'm jumping a little to the side, but I wanted to acknowledge you for that. Cause what you're doing Thank on you. there, I know people that it, like, they're like, have you seen this guy? And they show me your, TikTok. <laughs> oh, like, I love him. And I'm like, yeah, no Robert, yeah. yeah. So what you're doing is you're, you're impacting a lot of people in a positive way. And I think if people just, resonate with that and if they see something in you that you're doing on tiktok and they like it yeah. it's because they're liking that dimension of themselves with yep. that they're seeing externally yeah. really start to cherish that nurture that and, and allow that to express and manifest that more in your life what you'll find is that you'll start to have even more powerful experiences just in your day-to-day -day reality rather than this yep. in one sit down of the psychedelic experience too Yes, bingo, 100%. It's funny, too, because I have uh, mutual things, too. Some people follow me or talk about the same thing. It's like, oh, Drita, just do you follow Bliss Valley? He just posted about this or whatever, you know, because we talk about the third eye or talk about the common things. I swear, people, I could talk about the third eye and astral projection for, like, the rest of the channel, the rest of every podcast, the rest of every TikTok or whatever, you know. And I feed into that a little bit because I understand where people are at, you know. At the same time, I want to guide them to something a little bit, you know, deeper because exactly what you just said, I believe— that daily practice, that commitment, that devotion, uh, you know, the sadhana, the spiritual practice, that 
is the tool. That is the thing right there. And there are no shortcuts. There's no, you know, recipe or magic fast or pill or whatever that is going to speed up that process, you know? And I think it's just, again, America and our culture that just wants this really quick approach and hustle mentality, just get it done and blah, blah, blah. So it's like enlightenment just doesn't work that way. And I'm definitely steering people more into like an authentic, you know, path. And I know you are too. So it's just awesome um, to, you know, kind of combine forces on that a little bit. And people, you know, they need that message more than ever. Because to me, this is a natural path of evolution of the soul. And I see a lot of people, you know, creating negative traumatic effects through psychedelics instead of pure, positive, blissful experiences. At the end of the day, that's what I see. Yeah. And just to touch base on TikTok too, like that platform, it's not necessarily designed for positivity and spiritual expansion. So I, I find it kind of fun and, and I enjoy like trying to find ways to, to make it more positive and to make it more of a, a, a spiritual experience, obviously for somebody and to educate people in fun ways, um, just like what you're doing. And so uh, it's good that we're out there. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Especially awesome. The music, the music choice is so tough. Sometimes. Oh my gosh, dude! The it's... lyrics. Watch what you listen to, everybody. <laughs> the lyrics are so important. <laughs> so true. I know. I try to play some of the uh, trending songs and stuff, and some of them I have to scroll through. I just can't even like stand it. Like you know, I can't. It like hurts listening to it. And I'm just. I think about my past self. You know, I'm like, man, did I did I listen to this stuff? You know, was I really you know that like into it? It's hard and it's fun at the same time to just look back on your life and and all the upgrades and and movements and trends you know that come and go and it's really funny seeing people on tiktok right now and just how people are into it uh, more than ever so um but yeah so i'm curious i just have a, a common question i'm sure you get it too so with people that are interested they're just starting the spiritual path they're just getting into this they heard about psychedelics right they know that you know their friend is doing it they have the opportunity now what would you recommend instead like what would you like if give them as a choice yeah, it's a good question. When I first uh, came across the understanding of ayahuasca, I was in Alaska and I actually ordered like some like ayahuasca herb because I, mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. Like I was just like, I was just a, you know, like a, a I wouldn't say dumb seeker, but I, I didn't, I was just curious. <laughs> I, I was yeah. new to the path. Right. And I was like, Oh yeah, I guess you take this. And, and so I, I ordered it and I was like going to make it myself and everything. And then when it came, I was just like, this is dumb. Like, why would I do this? And then I was like, <laughs> my seeking was still very intense. Like I was yeah. meditating consistently like two and a half hours a day. And so the first thing I would say is just, if you are really that interested in doing ayahuasca, then if you're not interested in sitting by yourself, or you're not willing to sit by yourself for at least 20 minutes a day, then do not even think about doing ayahuasca or any, yeah. or any other. Double, like, double that. Double but, that. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're, if you, if you're like given that option, given that choice, I would, I would always say there is a natural route to, unless you're basically on your spiritual deathbed. Um, there's a lot of different things that I could suggest, like as far as just reading spiritual texts, spiritual books, depending on where you are in your path. Yep. Um, for me, the most, uh, conscious shifting in the direction that I've now gone on today would be the autobiography of a yogi by Paramahamsa Yogananda. And then that guided me towards my guru today, Bhagavan Nithananda, in reading uh, Living Enlightenment, which is another really powerful book um, that I would 
recommend for anybody. But if you're not a reader and you are, you know, going through a lot of pain, what I went through was something called uh, uh, completion process. My uh, group had a part of in his uh, inner awakening program, and it was just like it's basically reliving to relieve all of the past pain patterns within you. And yes. I left that program completely a different person. Like I used to care so much about the color of my skin and I left like actually like almost loving myself for being this pasty white. And it was <laughs> something that I would like just never even wanted to like acknowledge before, you know, hating yeah. myself. And so the more that you go in to relieve the pain patterns, the, the engrams that are within you, that's the natural healing process that you need to go through. And so I, I would 1000% recommend people, um, if you're, even if you're a reader or, or not, I would, I would read those books, but then I would also do the, the internal work of, of shining the light in the dark corners of your inner space that, that you yeah. don't really want to put uh, attention into. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, I completely agree. And that's exactly what I promote too. Yes, the the text is so important. It is even if you don't comprehend the words, it's still purifying your consciousness. And what you're talking about with removing these blocks and this this through this emotional work is that's exactly what the plant medicine is doing in the first place. So it's it's amazing too. The more I get into uh, just yoga in general and go further back with this, it's amazing how how much knowledge they already had back then, right? And it's what the modern culture is all about. Like for example, the word right now from you know Carl Jung is shadow work, and people exploring and, and energy and these different new age terms, right, are all rooted from this real yoga <laughs> that is very ancient. And it's there's a very specific way to release that that is already already there for you. We don't have to reinvent the wheel here. So that's that's what a big part of my work, and I know you do a similar thing as well, is guiding people to that and kind of getting away from this new age, this, this you know, marketing, um, you know, fake kind of spirituality that I see and going more deeper into something real and true. Yeah, and I think it's important that we start to, to find that authenticity, you know, because anybody can be a yoga teacher. When yeah. I, when I, my very first, yoga teacher certification i got it online and i i read some book by some it's like i can't remember their name but it wasn't like a, a guru or an enlightened master or anything yeah. it was just some yoga teacher that created their own yoga teacher training school and um i i think when that happens that that watered down effect is is becoming quite prominent just throughout the western culture and and we start getting into i just posted about this yesterday we start getting into various different parts of yoga that is not yoga, like beer yoga, <laughs> wine yoga, goat yoga, all these different forms of yoga, even hatha yoga and separating that from kundalini yoga. Yeah. There's no difference. There's no separation. The, the, yeah. the creator of hatha yoga, Sage Swatmarama, he said that the very substratum of yoga is kundalini. Yeah. So technically, hatha yoga is kundalini yoga if you're practicing it authentically. Yeah. And so I think we need to go back to the scriptures. We need to go back to the masters that, that talked about the, the science of yoga and how you can have these very deep, powerful experiences, such as these uh, experiences that psychedelics can give, but naturally through the proper uh, process, the proper alchemy process that is uh, already gifted, that science that's been gifted by the sages and rishis and, and Shiva himself. 
Yeah, I agree completely. There's a, a big effect happening right now, even more so than when I got into this like 15 years ago. And it's even more, yeah, uh, in that direction of beer yoga and, and things like that. And it's just hilarious. And I, a part of me, you know, it's definitely strikes a nerve that it's so deep where it's like, oh my gosh, it's, it sucks. Cause at the same time, you know, that's, if that's where people are at to get started, maybe the beer yoga is something they get introduced and hopefully <laughs> they drop alcohol a year from then or, or whatever, you know? Um, yeah but it it just sorry you're good there's just a big uh i would say and for people listening it's because we're still in this material age right we're in this shallow consciousness where it's very superficial people just care about the outside they don't care about the inside so that's a big calling that what i want to talk about just in general and i think psychedelics play a big part of that because again it's temporary and it's not going to create that long-term effect that people are looking for we all have that that desire for happiness and but you know the longing for something deeper right because that spiritual life isn't helpful here like you know our normal nine to five household modern structure life doesn't support spirituality so everyone is desperate for that and in, in some form of you know anxiety or depression that is like the norm so that being our foundation yes the yogic lifestyle to me is just the way that's built in to have some sort of sustainable happiness <laughs> and it doesn't have to be you know in a temple setting i know i i do as well we both experience that um you more so than i in india which is beautiful I'm talking about what I, what I would call a householder or what, which I am, which is someone who has, a, you know, a family and the responsibilities while living a spiritual life. I'm just sell, telling people it's possible, right? You don't need to drop your job and do all these things. I'm saying you can start wherever you're at. And uh, if it's beer yoga, uh, I, no judgment. Hopefully there's just a little bit more <laughs> of energy into it later down the road because right now I agree with you more than ever. There's just a big, you know, backhand to the masters right now when i mean think about some of the some of the greats right now that are watching us and seeing the posters of beer yoga and stuff and it's like wow this really puts a lot of that work that they did you know to shame so we need to purify that and help you know bring what they started many many thousands of years ago and bring that back and help people because that's the real work we need to do yeah and you know that process is happening where people are starting to gravitate i think towards more of an authentic practice even um even with the the recent uh i mean unfortunately there's just nothing but continuous scandals on yeah. any and all gurus de depending on you know whether they're true or not this seems to be a pattern that's it's going to continue happening yeah. uh, unfortunately because that's that's the game we're playing in a, an authentic guru is there to to not only teach you, but to guide you towards manifesting your ultimate state of powerfulness. And uh, I think uh, for maybe some of your viewers, they're, they're aware or some of your listeners are aware that, you know, we're in very much of a, a spiritual war in that we were, we're being suppressed to forget about your spirituality, focus on the, the materialistic life and the lust and the fear and, and all of those very low density vibration, that low frequency reality. The guru is the one that that takes you from one side of the river to the other. They're that that captain, that boat that guides you there. And um, I think more and more people are going to start realizing that and start realizing the importance of a proper spiritual teacher in that journey as well. Um, it, it, as I said, uh, now is more needed than ever. 
you look at the state of the world, the state of uh, consciousness that a lot of people are in, they're, they're living a very fearful life. Um, at some point, that depression is going to hit a breaking point and people will start to wake up. Um, it's just a matter of time for some people and, and for, for those that, that do have that awakening or that, that breakthrough point. Because for me, it did happen because of a very deep depression. I, I got so depressed and so fearful. That's exactly what I needed to hit rock bottom to finally bounce back up. And, and so even though what is happening in this world is kind of scary and whatnot, there is a purpose to it, and and there is uh, there is uh, some good guys on the other side waiting for those that are ready to to support you and to guide you along that way. Hundred percent, yes, and I I would say that it's more you know to be honest and just brutally real. It's just the level of ego, you know. Uh, that's a very blanket statement. I like to use the word lower self because ego just gets tossed around too much. Um, basically, you know, people aren't ready to handle the fact that there is a realized being in the human form. Period. See what I mean? Right there. So I, I'm just saying that even for me in the beginning, it, just talking about it was really rough, like just comprehending it, you know, come from a very, you know, we're a very Western Christian dominant and it's very rigid and black and white. And if you don't fit into that, you get, you know, more judgment and more shame and more fear. So it takes a lot to break away from that at first. And then that's where I think psychedelics play a, play a role because a lot of people have that big, you know, steroid effect for a second and they go, wait a minute, that was different than what I was taught in the church or what mom said about Jesus or whatever, right? And then it expands into something else. So I think people are, you know, that seeking is very deep. And I just want to say that there's a, a lot out there, you know, that people can find. Cause I get a lot of that too, where it's just like, Oh, I'm Christian. Is it okay to, is it okay to open my third eye? Or is it okay to be spiritual? Is it okay to do this? And okay to do that. And what we're really just talking about is ultimate freedom and power, which you, you know, described in the beginning. And it's like, that's what this is all about, you know, freedom and light and energy and expansion. So if you're not feeling that in whatever you're doing now, then maybe you need to just look elsewhere. That's all I had, I guess I would say to somebody. Yeah. And, and even the, the, the journey of, of happiness, like to, to be happy, like even, even happiness is a delusion. Yeah. It, that's, that's egos involved in happiness. Yeah. What we're really seeking deep down is bliss is our, our, our true identity is eternal bliss. Like from, from, I can say this from my suction from my, my experiences. I know nobody can ever take this away from me. I am eternal bliss. That is me operating through this physical body. With that in understanding that you are eternal bliss and not just happy, happiness is, is the answer. When you start to cognize that, it can just that cognition itself, that seeking of that bliss is what can guide you. Like all of a sudden you're start you'll start to be almost like qualified by the cosmos to 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 be guided on your journey now, to understand that, you know, sadness and happiness are both sides of the same coin. They are a part of ego. What you're truly seeking is this bliss state within you that does exist. Like, just think about, you know, maybe the, a time that you've had in your life where you could not control yourself from stopping laughing. Like, like you couldn't breathe because you were so happy. You were, you're so blissed out. That state is who you are deep down all the time for eternity. And we're this whole journey, this whole process of life is to find that your way back to that state. 
to that state of consciousness. And that, then it's like, well, how do you do that? How like, it's like telling somebody <laughs> to you blindfold them and you put them on the other side of the world and you're like, okay, get home blindfold. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? That's where the importance of guru is. That's where the important yeah. importance of a spiritual master that's already achieved that ultimate state of consciousness. That's why you have them. And, uh, just, rolling off of one thing that you mentioned in the Kularnava Tantra, it says that, that um, the guru appears to be human because of your bad karma. And the guru appears to be Shiva, that ultimate state of consciousness because of your good karma. And so if you are, if you are not seeing, or if you're, you can like look directly in the eyes of, of a, a living master, you might be completely blindsided just based off of your own karma. Yeah. If you have this grace of karma on your side, though, you you can see, look in the eyes of a master, and just understand and cognize that, wow, this is an enlightened being. This 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 is my guide. This is my GPS system to get me to where it is that I I don't even know where it exists. And so, having that 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 uh, lack of ego and just that that willingness to drop the 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 control of your journey and to surrender in in a way to this being that seems to be a human it is from my experience is very very a unique relationship and, and it's such an empowering one and such a it's such a it's beyond words it's literally beyond words to have that experience and so i would really encourage people to to search for your spiritual guide like Robert and I, we're not your spiritual guides as, as far as we can only take you as far as we've been. Yeah. But there's masters out there that can take you much further than where we, we've gone. And, yeah. and maybe you're, you're content with, with being at the same state of consciousness as, as Robert or I. But if, if you're not, really start seeking that, that higher guidance as well because there are many masters on the planet right now that are ready and waiting for you. Yep, I agree completely. We're just the conduit, you know, we're just the, the energy flowing through. It's uh, it's just happening. And I love what you're talking about because what those moments are beyond human comprehension, right? So that's important to note here. Those moments uh, go beyond the mind. I get a lot of questions about meditation and things. I know you do as well. And it's not going to happen through the mind itself, right? This is just a practice to get you set up for ha have hopefully having something go beyond yourself or beyond the mind. And that's what yoga is all about. That's what this lifestyle is all about and purifying yourself. And I agree uh, with what you said. I can look back into my first actual, you know, darshan experience. And it was just that what you said. And there's that moment where literally everything that you thought was real just gets broken down and you have to reevaluate it because that moment just shattered everything, what you thought was real and what you thought wasn't real. So now you got to pick up those pieces of your cup again and just put it all back together and be like, okay, and move forward from there. And it's, it, again, beyond the human comprehension. So it's like even you trying to figure it out, you're only... Uh, limiting that experience so that's why my you know my favorite mantra my favorite thing is just let go surrender and repeat because even when you think you have something close and you have that experience and you let go something deeper comes in to fill you so that's been my experience every single time and yes i can only hope that people that are guided to that want more of an experience and are guided to a master of that resonates with them and 
it's just amazing time to be alive, right? To have all this available because we're living in this spiritual war. You know, that's exactly what it is. We're seeing the battle, you know, right outside our windows right now. <laughs> and it's happening and people are either falling more into fear and the programming and the delusion or they're experiencing truth and awakening. So it's up to them and their individual karma and path and we'll just help, help to guide them along. Yeah, and that, that whole one, two, three step process, let go, surrender and repeat. Yeah. That's a direct technique itself. My group calls, calls a, a technique as unclutching is very like basically what you're just saying. You're just yeah. continuously releasing, letting go, surrendering, unclutching is the word that he uses. And that's a direct like that. technique that, that, uh, that you can give that anybody can take and a direct technique for enlightenment in itself, just completely yeah. continuously letting go, surrendering. And, but it's a practice. It's something that you really need to consciously do and, and, and take to heart. And because when you enter into that, that outside that world in the matrix, it's, it's needed a lot. <laughs> so you have to be really devout to that practice, to that, to that mantra even. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, I completely agree. It's, it's what needed more than ever right now. Um, so yeah, how can we direct people to what you're doing on the beautiful digital webs and TikTok, Blissful Athlete, just send people uh, your direction. I know you, you mentioned something, I think you're doing an in-class uh, thing on Wednesdays now in person at the temple, is that true? Yeah, so we're doing, uh, every Wednesday evening, there's a class we're introducing people to, it's called the original yoga, and everything that's taught is based from the scriptures. So if yeah. I if I, I'm saying something, I'll basically give either a Shastra Pramana, Apta Pramana, Atma Pramana, and then uh, correlate that with my own experience, Sakshi Pramana. And all these different layers of Pramanas are, you know, is it from an enlightened master? Is it from an avatar? Is it from Shiva himself in the scriptures? And and so uh, it's nice to be able to share directly from the scriptures themselves. And and that's what my, my guru's mission is, uh, Nitananda Yoga is about just it's the original yoga revived anything that's taught anything that we do it's there's a scriptural reference for it and 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 so we we don't claim to to be creating any new brand or form of yoga it's just realigning to the to the scriptures and so wednesday nights you can catch me there um and uh, we're doing something on international yoga day i'm not sure if this is going to go live before then or not but sunday morning 8 a.m pacific standard time we're doing a, an event we're going to be teaching the Pratama Vinyasa Krama, which is uh, my guru's first level 108 asana sequence. And uh, it's very, very powerful. It's, uh, it's an intense sequence. And so if you're interested in learning more about that, um, you can even just DM me on Instagram or connect with me on one of my social media platforms, Blissful Athlete, like you said. Awesome. Dude, that's great. I'm happy you're doing stuff in person and everything is coming together for you with the temple and everything. It's it's awesome to see all of this just forming and giving people options to come experience this is what it's all about. So I'm all about it and I want to support you. That's just great, brother. Keep up the good work, man. Thanks, brother. And thank you so much for having me on here. We got to get you on my channel. I know yep. you said you're coming back down at some point. Yep. Maybe we can do that one in per in person. Definitely. Yep. We'll make it happen. Beautiful. Awesome. Awesome, brother. Well, namaste. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Namaste. Nithinandam. Eternal bliss to you. And thank you to everybody for tuning in, listening to us. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys somewhere out there. Somewhere out there. <laughs>